disturbing from my slumber. I am the eternal dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 127 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. 127. 127 let's do the math there that means we have four episodes of uh not only dragon ball super left (laughs) but four episodes left of rock the dragon a dragon ball super podcast because well podcast goes along with the show and if there's no show there's no podcast right I i talked about this a few times so i've been getting some questions about it occasionally but as it still stands we're just going to go ahead and wrap this up at 131 whenever dragon ball super wraps up because otherwise you know i'm just trying to find things to talk about and i don't know how exciting that's going to be <laughs> to listen to so we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up with 131 i'm okay with it i've done many 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 episodes now i've been talking my throat is exhausted i i'm, I'm i have made peace <laughs> with the idea of the of the podcast coming to a close um if they bring dragon ball super back one day maybe i'll come back it's just we just kind of have to wait and see what happens but i just like to remind you guys of that because you know, I, I do get questions occasionally of people asking me, well, are you going to continue? And I just had a conversation with someone about it the other day. And I'm just saying, well, for now, we're just going to go ahead and shut it down whenever Dragon Ball Super is over. It's, it's not a time to be sad. It's just it just happens. Right. I mean, the show is going to be over. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just impressed that I've made it this long and stuck with it for this long, because when I started this thing, I had no idea what was going to happen, and I certainly didn't know I would make it to 131 episodes or whatever. The funny thing is, is that I think right now, if you count the bonus episodes, I, this may be my 131st episode of the podcast total, or the 132nd, I forget, but it's close. <laughs> so that's a lot, and then we'll go ahead and wrap it up at 131. But as always, stay tuned to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon podcast to find out what's coming up next. Uh, There's still the Patreon. The Patreon is still very much active Um, for my patrons. uh, Don't worry. The content for September is still coming. We still have, you know, two, three weeks left of the month or whatever. So don't worry. You have your content. It's just been a very, very busy month. I am exhausted right now as we speak. There's been a lot of stuff going on. I haven't talked about my wrist in a while guys know i broke my wrist well i finally started therapy on my wrist so i'm going to do that three times a week now and that's not exactly the most pleasant (laughs) experience there's a lot of bending and stretching and like it's just it's very painful but it's 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 you know it's for the best but for the most part my wrist has made a very miraculous sort of recovery in a a much shorter time than i would have thought it would have happened in uh, so that I'm excited about, but there's, there's, there's been a lot of that and a lot of me trying to get back to work and all of that. So the podcast has been kind of taking, you know, the hit and the, uh, no, no pun intended there would hit. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, the podcast kind of been taking a hit and so is the Patreon, but don't worry, it's coming. And with the podcast wrapping up pretty soon, let it give me more time for the Patreon. Now, as far as the Patreon goes, I need more patrons. I need you guys. If you want to see that go and keep going and you want to get that content that exclusive content once again there's all kinds of stuff over there right now i do 
Rock the Dragon Podcast Theater, where I review a Dragon Ball movie and you get to watch it with me and hear my commentary at the same time. You know, there's all sorts of podcast episodes. I talk about uh, Marvel, uh, Comic Con, just all kinds of stuff. You guys, you guys know what I'm capable of. There's all kinds of shit on that Patreon. So if you want to be a part of that, now is the time to go join because I'm going to have to reevaluate that too. <laughs> there's a lot of I'm going through this period of reevaluation in my life right now and the podcast is coming to a close and that's going to kind of free up some time for me but I could use more time as well so the Patreon may go too but if you guys don't want to see that happen I need everyone who's been kind of talking about it for a while now's the time to go and subscribe I need I need that I need to know that um the time that's going into that is is is, is being well spent and uh, that's, you know, there's nothing against those of you that have already joined. I'm obviously incredibly grateful for you guys. But you get to this point where you kind of have to ask yourself, you know, is the amount of time I'm putting in this monthly or weekly? Is it is it, you know, worth it? And it just it, I need I need more. I need more over there. I want to feel like I'm I want to feel like I'm, I'm actually creating for for, you know, folks who just really sort of want the, the the extra content you know and I, and I, and for that to for this to maintain itself i'm going to need more you know it, it's almost kind of like a business in the way we think about it i mean you, you're creating something and you're getting paid to do it but <laughs> if you're putting out more work than the return you're getting then that business is going to be a fail right i mean it, it, i think people don't like to look at it that way because it's when it comes to being creative and things like that for some reason the creative sort of works and arts just don't get viewed the same way but it's the same thing you know so it has to in order for you know me to feel justified in the amount of time and energy it sort of takes to like put all that stuff together every month i need i need more patrons okay so this is kind of a uh, me just giving you guys one sort of final sort of call to arms here <laughs> uh that if you want to see that patreon keep going and you're being curious about it and you wanted to now is the time to go over there and uh and sign up because otherwise, you know, I'll just I'll have to reevaluate when super ends and maybe it'll end. You know, maybe maybe I'm not trying to bring anyone down, <laughs> but I'm what I'm what I'm saying is, is that I've just reached a point in my life. There's just been a lot of stuff going on the past couple of months. I moved several times. I broke my wrist, all this kind of stuff. So, you know, anything that's kind of not sustaining me in some way is going to kind of have to go. And and, and that that's going to be one of those things, too, if if uh, if we can't, you know, Get some more people over there so anyway sorry <laughs> sometimes i just got to be honest with you guys about stuff i appreciate those of you that have signed up and are, are over there uh but I'll, obviously i could always use and always want more so if you're someone who's been on the fence about it or you feel like it's just a matter of time before you sign up don't wait any longer i can tell you that right now okay because i have to reevaluate i'm in that reevaluation phase right now so if you're on the fence go sign up right now and it, hell, even if it does end in a month, you can sign up right now and you get all the content that's been up this entire time for like the lowest price. Because then I'll just that'll just be it. You'll get everything that's there and that'll, and that'll be the end. <laughs> OK, either way, sign up on Patreon.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast. OK, 
Um, last episode was a heavy episode, and you know, if you guys listen to that, there was a lot of talk about this Funimation. I'm not getting back into any of that stuff. You can listen to episode 126 if you want to hear me talk about all that. But just know that since we're coming down to the end of the podcast, a lot of these heavier topics, like the Patreon, for instance, are probably going to come up because I'm we're coming down to the end, right? And I want you guys to to have some other options beyond this podcast because it's going to end <laughs> it's going to be over with a four episodes so you know there's going to be a lot of sort of talk about what's next for tim bridgewater and and, and if there are things that you guys want to see or hear facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast make sure you let me know uh rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com also patreon.com slash rock the dragon podcast okay so let's jump into what are you saying our email segment uh, so if you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything there, you can send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Sometimes I'll save this to the very end, but that's usually if the emails are pertaining specifically to the episode that we're talking about. Uh, that's not necessarily the case here. This is more of a general sort of a thing, general sort of comments. So I'll just kind of talk about these now. We'll read these now. And then, of course, we'll get into the episode talk. Okay. Uh, Brent messaged me on Facebook and said, you know, I just realized listening to your episode that during DBS, Vegeta blew up the time chamber twice, once during Trunks slash Zamasu saga and once before the tournament of power that must have. Sorry, Um, it must be a typo here. It says that must self-destruct, but not. Oh, okay, okay. I need to read the entire sentence. that must self-destruct but not kill technique must have been what he was trying to perfect and you say i paused the podcast to write that lol brent always good to hear from you man um yeah maybe right i mean yeah i i I recall talking about that when it happened and just being like why why vegeta why the hell would you (laughs) it it just it never made any sense to me that he would blow that time chamber up it's like guy you know you guys need that thing right uh, and yeah, maybe he was trying to perfect that, that technique, but I, I, I think it was more of just him just overdoing it. I think he was just overdoing it because that's what Vegeta does. Right. I don't think he was necessarily working on the self-destruct thing because, um, the way, the way it played in the, in the previous episode was not that it was a technique that he had been developing, but more so it's just, uh, a last resort and that maybe he didn't even know himself that he would survive it you know like maybe that's obviously a last resort sort of technique so i don't i don't know how you can uh try to perfect something that you think is going to kill you right because you you have you would have to take a risk you would have to risk being killed just to test that technique out and i don't know i mean i'm not saying you're wrong but i just i feel like it was probably something else but that's not a bad theory at all Okay, uh, and this one here says, what if, this is an email from Arthur. Arthur says, what's up, Tim? Enjoyed that conversation on the last episode. Glad I wasn't a part of it because I have a lot of issues with society these days. People are okay with something one day and then get on their high horse the next. Maybe it's just the old man and me talking. I have a scenario for you since it seems that anyone being trained to become a higher being is allowed in this fight. What if the Goku Black arc never happened? Then somehow this tournament still happens and Zamasu, being the good fighter that he is, is recruited to participate. 
how do you think this will play out author author wow uh okay very good question what if what if sort of scenarios so you're saying here just based on what we've learned and seen from top because as far as we know top was just a regular citizen of universe 11 who i mean obviously he's not regular but you know what i mean he (laughs) he's he's not a a deity of any sort um so you're saying that is you know as as far as we can tell sort of regular um citizens can be bumped all the way up to a god level um then if the goku black wouldn't have uh arc would not have happened do i would okay you're you're saying that zamasu could have possibly been recruited to participate on behalf of his universe which was what universe 10 i think goasu's universe um you know, I don't think that that would have been allowed, and here's why. Because I, I, I get why you're, I get why you, you're saying that. Because you're saying that, oh, well, Top was allowed to participate, and he was becoming a god. But first, the first thing is, is that we don't know what the process of becoming a supreme Kai is versus becoming a destroyer god. That that could be two different processes, right? And may, maybe with Top, that's just like. It's just a different thing than what Zamasu is dealing with because it it came across that uh, with Top he was offered the part, but he hadn't accepted it yet, right? Like he didn't actually accept it until he was in the fight during the Tournament of Power. With Zamasu, he had already accepted it. Now this is assuming that the roles, the rules, are the same for both Destroyer Gods supreme kai's but zamasu had already accepted it he was already in line and training to be the next supreme kai he's already in supreme kai world with goasu training accepted the position so i would like to think that he would not have been allowed to participate because of that right but if we're just kind of talking hypothetically i mean you did say what if (laughs) then let's how do I think Zamasu would do in the tournament? Um, you know, I think Zamasu was a good fighter, but he wasn't. Remember, like Goku was stronger than him, right? Like we we found that out. That was part of the reason why he was so jealous. Part part of Zamasu's arc was that what? Wait a minute, you telling me these mortals can summon the power of a god? You know, and and because when Goku went to his planet and powered up, he was like intimidated by that. So I think, you know, unless I'm misremembering something, it's been a while and you guys know I've done so many episodes, (laughs) so I can't remember everything. But I think I'm remembering that correctly, where Goku was stronger than Zamasu. And that that was part of the reason he became so jealous because he wanted the, the, the he wanted the body of a Saiyan and he wanted to become invincible. And he did all this crazy shit with Goku Black. And that's how Goku Black came along. So. I would think that Zamasu would have not fared very well in the tournament. I mean, I don't, I, he never struck me to be this super powerful being. It was the combination of sort of Goku Black and Zamasu together that really made him as powerful as he was, right? So I don't think he would have done shit. I think he would have probably gotten eliminated by now. I mean, I because these guys like like look at Shin for instance the current Supreme Kai of Universe 7 you know the, clearly Goku, Vegeta, Gohan Android 7 they're all stronger than him <laughs> you know what I mean so like a, a Supreme Kai in training would probably wouldn't be 
much stronger. Now, what I like to think when it comes to the Kai's is that they're not the most powerful in terms of strength or energy, but they their their roles are so different in the universe that it's not about their physical power, that it's about being able to govern a universe, you know, and that that's kind of the way I kind of look at it so that I guess I <laughs> I guess it makes me feel better about the idea that we have mortals that are stronger than these gods, that the gods have other responsibilities that make them more powerful in, in that way. So I don't really think uh, Zamasu would have done shit. I think he would have gotten whooped somewhere in, you know, maybe toward the middle of the tournament and, and, and been done with it. But, you know, I don't remember everything from that arc, so it's kind of hard to really speculate on that. But very good question. I kind of like these what if type questions. That's that's kind of cool, man. All right. Thanks a lot for for, for asking that author. Um, yeah, we're going to go and switch over to the episode talk now. So with that being said, this episode of Rock the Dragon podcast, episode 127, is going to cover episode 127 of Dragon Ball Super titled The Approaching Wall, A Hopeful Final Barrier. Okay, all right. Once again, this is an example of a good title that gets you interested but doesn't spoil anything. Okay, now they put the word final in there, so that kind of tells you, okay, whoever or whatever this is, it's going to be the last time it happens. <laughs> okay, so in that way, it, but it's just you don't know who it's going to be, so it's kind of it's a good it's a good teaser. Anyway, the episode starts off with a very you know I, I watch this and I look at it, I just love how well animated this these first few seconds are. These shots, they're all just kind of standing there while Jiren powers up. And you can kind of see um, the energy kind of flow in the wind. Just it's just, just sort of that. I don't, I don't even know what to call it. There's an effect that they put over their faces to where it's almost like it's a hazy sort of effect. Um, and it just looks awesome. It looks awesome. But meanwhile, we've got Jiren powering the hell up, uh, which can't be good because this dude is already the strongest person in the history of the freaking series. And now he's powering up. Right. <laughs> And there's some mention about uh, him being on fire or him looking like he's on fire from the Supreme Kai's. Um, of course, everyone is watching on the sidelines saying, what is this guy? Some kind of a monster. I mean, we just see Jiren powering the hell up here. And Goku says, I would never would have guessed that he would be holding back this much. Well, <laughs> I, whew, man, it's crazy to think that Jiren would have been holding back anything. This guy's barely broken a sweat. I mean, something very interesting happens later on in the episode where they finally make some sort of progress with, you know, breaking through his defenses. But, oh, man, this is rough. It's, it's, it's crazy to think that there are only about four episodes left. And they still, even at the end of this episode, have not done any real damage to Jiren. So there's going to be a lot of stuff to sort of wrap up in the next four episodes episodes or four minutes of this tournament uh, so yeah Vegeta's trying to get back into this thing um, it, you know the, the fact that he can power back up to his his evolved blue form so quickly after after releasing an attack that would have normally killed him right that's kind of a little bit weird I think uh, but they've been taking a lot of liberties with 
the the abilities and the powers in the tournament this entire time i mean like it's hard to think this has only been like what like a 20 minute tournament or something total i, for, <laughs> I forget how long the the original time was but it's 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 crazy to think that all of this stuff has happened within that short amount of time because some of these people have been beaten half to death and have been knocked all the way back down to their base forms multiple times where outside of this tournament when that happens you know that's not very good and then they've been somehow finding the strength to it you kind of have to you know suspend your disbelief a little bit even further i think with the tournament of power because after that attack you know they they, they even said it they said vegeta was wiped out he had no energy left but now he's back in his evolved form so i don't <laughs> i don't know he got it from somewhere <laughs> anyway um so yeah vegeta and goku are going at it here with jiren and and of course android 17 is in there so we got three on one and it's just crazy to think that even with this they can't do anything i mean jiren just knocks all three of these dudes away like it's nothing <laughs> like it's nothing so we basically get some pretty cool fighting sequences here some action sequences we get a moment where android 17 kind of swoops in at the last second and kind of knocks vegeta out of the way and takes a hit um because uh, you know we've been seeing people sort of accept the fact that that goku and vegeta are probably the best chance for this fight so they've been kind of we saw gohan do it and now we're seeing android 17 kind of do it and what he does later even further solidifies that idea so in that moment he kind of saved vegeta from getting hit and plus maybe the, the idea here of course is that vegeta is still he still should be super weak at this point even though he's still in his evolved form you know it's still going to play a big role on his on his energy uh that he even powered back up to that as soon as he did right or it should at least goku has a bit of a cool moment where he kind of gets punched away but then he kind of teleports above Jiren and unleashes a Kamehameha but then Jiren does this thing where he just sort of reaches up to the sky and just sort of just dissipates the energy wave and it's just nuts I mean this is we're watching a Super Saiyan Blue Kaioken Goku <laughs> basically can't do anything at all against Jiren nothing and then Piccolo's comment he's like he's a beast this is crazy and I'm like yeah man he is <laughs> like almost like unbelievably and that's that's a very that's a very weird word to use when you're talking about dragon ball but <laughs> as crazy as all this shit is in this universe this is one of the craziest things i've ever seen that they have created a character that is this freaking strong <laughs> right but that's that's how it is man that's how it is every arc but they do something here well 17 does something here that actually makes a difference for once <laughs> okay he comes up right behind jaren sort of when he's like not expecting it right up on him point blank range with a little energy ball and just kind of explodes it now the second he did it i'm thinking 17 you were way too close to that man you can't you know it's 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 tricky with these <laughs> these types of techniques because you have to be worried that your energy will destroy you too you can't just hit somebody that close and then not expect it so I did like that they kind of blasted him back and he said, maybe I should have done that. Maybe I shouldn't have blown myself up there. And he's a little bit damaged from it. But more importantly here, Jiren is a little bit damaged from it. It's really just a rip. It's just a, they finally made his clothes rip. <laughs> I'm 
what the hell? And I guess maybe you could say, well, you know, maybe he's he has maybe has a tiny uh, abrasion on his back now as a result of that. But hell, when you're fighting somebody and you're not doing any damage at all, I guess you take what you can get. So this is kind of opening up new ideas for them and said, okay, he got really, really close and Jiren's guard was down. Maybe that, maybe, maybe we have something to work with here. Maybe this will be something, some, we can, we can, we can work with this. Okay. Cause Goku's kind of commenting on, and he's saying that, um, you know, that big shot you landed against against them, we've got ourselves a new strategy. Remember, strategy is supposed to be very, very important in a tournament of power, considering these are teams, right? So the deeper we get into this thing, we're more we're starting to see people utilize strategy. So it's saying that if his defenses are down, maybe we can, you know, do some damage. 17 is saying if we use combo attacks to create an opening and then unload with techniques even higher powered. Goku says it might be just what we need to knock him out. Vegeta's like, look, I'll play along if it means finishing this punk. And I feel like they, I feel like it was important to the writers that they had him say that, <laughs> because you know, Vegeta's not one to want to fight in a, on a team. Period. He would rather be, he would rather fight by himself. He wants to be the one to do it all. But in this moment, he's like, okay, well, you know, if, if it means you know us taking him down, then I'm down to. So we all kind of have to team up and do strategy here. And Goku's saying he's going to charge in with Vegeta. They'll find someone to knock him off his guard. And they're going to leave the rest up to 17. So they're kind of just utilizing what they just learned to try to, uh, you know, maybe find a technique that'll work here. Really cool shot of Vegeta. And then they kind of start putting a plan in the action here. Okay, so we got Goku and Vegeta just rushing Jiren. Kind of just got him on the move. A um, lot of energy clashes. 17 is on the ground waiting for a good opportunity to hit him with a strong blast uh, He unleashes that Jiren says you really thought you fooled me twice and uh, Pretty much does nothing just kind of shrugs it off. This is really cool scene where um, 17 creates like these several layers of like a, a energy fields and uh, <laughs> Jiren is just kind of breaking through each one one layer at a time. And I just thought that was cool We don't really get to see that a lot um, and now, and, and, and Goku's just, you know, calling an audible now. It's like, hey, let's all let's just go at him at once. <laughs> so they all unleashed their powerful blast energy waves at Jiren all at one time. And uh, I feel like we've seen enough of this at this point to know that this really isn't going to work. Um, and sure enough, Jiren just kind of uses his energy to just sort of, you know, dissipate that and just sends all three of them flying. And at this point, Vegeta's pretty much laid out. Goku's pretty much laid out. They've been knocked back down to their base forms. So we know they're going to be chilling just for a couple minutes at least. Uh, Goku is like, how can Jiren really be that strong? And then out of nowhere comes Frieza, who I had completely forgot was even still in the tournament. Because where the hell has he been? <laughs> But Frieza's coming in there the wrong way. He's he's just pay, he's pissed. He's just fighting. He's all rage at this point. This is raged out Frieza. There's no way he's gonna do any damage here except to himself. He goes in there half cocked, mad, you know, egotistical Lord Frieza mode. Goes golden, gets the shit knocked out of him immediately. Gets slid, and he's out. He's out. Well, he's not out of the ring, but he's 
he's <laughs> he's unconscious so you know hell <laughs> but i, I kind of like that they did that right because frieza frieza it'd be kind of hard to see them going to through this much strategy with frieza because frieza doesn't really like any of them he doesn't want to work with them so it doesn't really make sense that he'd be involved in the strategic part of this fight that he would just come in and do something like that and, and then get knocked out right um so you know we get a little bit of a little bit of dialogue here from from android 17 he's just kind of talking he's just kind of making everybody think um so much to where the supreme kai from universe 11 decides says what do you so what do you expect to get out of all of this um what great wish would you ask of the divine dragon now did anyone else think that this moment was very weird <laughs> it's like wait a second did the, did the supreme kai just stop the fight to ask a question did he just stop a fight to ask them what does he want from the dragon but i i get what they're trying to do here they're trying to give this fight a, a moment a little bit more depth because this is basically what sort of sets off this uh, backstory on Jiren, which I, I didn't think we were going to get. I honestly did not think we were going to get any sort of backstory on Jiren. I mean, because it, it, to me, it just didn't seem like there was time, right? So Jiren says, I too have a wish to ask of the dragon because he and 17 are talking about it. We already know 17 just wants to take his family on a cruise, which I don't know why he needs the super dragon balls to do that, but okay. <laughs> And then we, so we get the, yeah, so all of this was basically a trend. They, they needed to find a way to transition into talking about Jiren's backstory, right? So they had the Supreme Kai just randomly, or the Destroyer God, randomly ask 17 about the dragon, which once again was not the, to me, not the best way to transition into that. It just felt kind of forced, but it, 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 it couldn't have been easy trying to, uh, transition into this when we haven't gotten anything like this through most of the tournament we really haven't seen anything for the most part outside of the tournament there hasn't been any flashbacks well there's been a few but that you know not like this where someone's standing there talking and giving a monologue this is the kind of this little sequence right here is the kind of shit we got all the time in dragon ball z all the time all those filler episodes where they were standing there and when somebody was telling a story <laughs> This is this is what this is, and it feels a little bit weird and super because we haven't been getting a lot of this. Not to mention the fact that there's only what how many minutes left in the tournament now, so it seems a little bit weird that they would stop and be like, "Listen to this story," <laughs> because at this point, Universe Seven, if they just run out the clock, they're going to win this thing. I don't understand why there's not a little bit more focus on that. Why is no one in Universe Seven suggesting, guys? There's four of you and one of him just run for the next four minutes <laughs> or just keep him busy for the next four minutes you don't even have to try to knock him out the ring you don't have to try to destroy him at this point all you have to do is run down the clock you have a few minutes left in this four of you now i get it from a writing standpoint while that's not a good idea because that'd be kind of boring for us as the audience to just watch them run the whole time but I think from a writing standpoint, you you at least acknowledge it, right? You All you do is you have Beerus yell down and say, hey, guys, just try to run out the clock or something, you know, or but then Jiren. Oh, no, 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 you don't. I, I take that back. 
you don't have Beerus say it out loud because then he can hear it. Then Jiren can hear it. What you do is you have Goku whisper to Vegeta in 17, let's just try to run out the clock or something. So then they run for a couple seconds or something like that to where Jiren can kind of pick up on what's going on and he'll just be like, I, I, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to stall. And that's, and, and that's it. And then he just starts to put the whooping on him, you know? That way, you're, you're at least acknowledging that the characters have thought of that, but you're still giving us, as the audience, a way out of that because that wouldn't be too much fun to watch, right? Uh, so they spend some time here actually talking about Jiren's backstory, which I, I'm not going to lie, I was expecting more, <laughs> okay? The second I saw baby Jiren running toward that village, I knew I already knew what the story was going to be. Of course, his parents got killed, right? I mean, how many times have we seen this? How many times have we seen somebody returning home to a village that's on fire only to find out that their family's been murdered or something? You know, <laughs> shit, God of War, freaking Star Wars, whatever, man, like everything. <laughs> shit. Okay, sorry, but it's just not the most, the best backstory for Jiren, but basically, you know, he went back home, there was a, a, a villain, some evil dude, killed his family, he was, he was sort of rescued by his master, and they, and they, they make sure to not show any close-ups of these people's faces here, I guess they just don't want to dive too deeply into that, like maybe they're saying it's not important what he looks like, uh, I mean, we do see him a little bit, but they're, um, there's, there's a lot of silhouettes going on here and people in the background and, you know, that kind of stuff. So he's trained and he just kind of pushes himself to just kind of be as strong as he can possibly be. When that same villain returns, murders all of his friends and, you know, and even Jiren's master was killed, too. So after going through all that, he just, you know, he tried to regroup and keep fighting, but but none of the other students would join him, it says. Uh, yeah, he was left all alone. So at that point, he just kind of made it his sort of mission, I guess, just to become as strong as he could possibly be because he obviously just never wants anything like this to happen again to anyone else that he loves, right? So I guess his, his whole point and purpose just became to just become the strongest person he could possibly be. Okay, and it says that uh, he, didn't, he, he gave up on trusting people. And then we get a shot up top, just kind of exhaling as if, you know, maybe that's something he's not happy about. Maybe, maybe he feels a little bit, maybe top feels a little bit, you know, I don't know, bothered by that. Maybe, maybe he wanted a friendship with Jiren that just didn't really happen because Jiren apparently can't trust anybody as a result of this shit that happened to him. And, um, he says only victories assure, ensure allegiance. So for him, his singular resolve is just this yearning for strength to just completely become the strongest possible person that he could be. But it's kind of coming from not the best place because it's from, from this history of being alone and sort of, you know, distraught and etc. So we don't get the best backstory on Jiren, but we do get something, some sort of, because, you know, we're, we've all been wondering this whole time, how the hell is Jiren this damn strong? Like what in the... <laughs> how why apparently all he did was just train his old life I don't know that so did everyone else though but they're not this damn strong so I don't know <laughs> maybe it's something about Jiren's species 
that just sort of makes him, you know, more inclined for this kind of stuff. But Android 17 uses that information to kind of get under of Jiren's skin a little bit. He's saying you've been using your teammates for exactly what you want them for. And maybe because you can't trust anybody and you're stuck in the past. That's all you care about. And he comes up with this theory that um, Jiren would use the Super Dragon Balls to sort of undo some of these things that happened to him in the past. So I don't know. I feel like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. I feel like it might have been a little bit of a stretch with him jumping to that conclusion. But maybe at this point, he's just trying to get under his skin. Right? I don't know. Anyway, it's pissing Jiren off. Possibly, you know, getting him off of his game a little bit. But all it does is it pisses him off enough to where he decides to charge up probably the biggest, most devastating blast that he's showed thus far. And then he makes some comments about, I want to bend the power. You want to bend everyone to my will, I think he says. Let's see if I can see the exact words here. He says, I trust no one, even dragons. I want the power to bend all to my will, even bend time itself. Now, this is the most villain-like thing Jiren has said this entire time. Remember, this pride troopers are supposed to be good guys. They're, all, they're fighting for justice, safety, but whatever. you know. But it, apparently, Jiren's motives may be a little bit different. You know, and maybe he's kind of been doing the right thing just as sort of a, you know, response to everything. But his 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 true motives may be a little bit more sinister than that, because with them with them giving him that dialogue, that, that doesn't seem like something a good guy would say. <laughs> I want to be able to bend everyone to my will, even time itself. OK, so maybe this dark history that he has is somehow fueling his rage and his power. Uh, and maybe now that's starting to come out a little bit, maybe even to the surprise of people that know him, like Top. Maybe that's why they flash the Top every now and then. And Top's kind of looking down like, oh, I don't know. Do I know this Jiren? Is he going too far here? Anyway, so uh, Jiren launches this blast, which is just massive. And it's just one of those blasts that's just kind of slowly just sort of overtaking everything in its path okay and it's pretty much a several feet away from Vegeta and Goku within 17 steps in the last second with a force field around himself we get some commentary from Vegeta Vegeta's like what is he doing is he mad because they're all thinking and Android 18 is kicking in and she's saying that's crazy you don't have the power to stop that blast it's a pretty massive blast so what are you doing right so at this point I think the title of the episode starts to become a little bit more clear <laughs> and we start to figure out what's going on here. Uh, Android 17 is just kind of giving us all and man, it's an awesome moment. Everything looks awesome. The, oh, the animation is incredible here. The voice acting is incredible. 17 says, I'm giving up on my dream of that cruise. You owe me. He puts two force fills around goku and vegeta he says i bought you some time and then he says sacrificing myself to help other people look at me being all human Whew, man and in a moment that um it's not exactly clear what happens at first but we know that we certainly know there's a massive explosion that happens here uh and then we find out very quickly after that that apparently 17 sacrificed himself in this moment okay um yeah yeah it's pretty sad right pretty sad 17 has been the i think i said this before in some ways the most impressive 
fighter in the in the tournament of power, and this is just this just makes him even more impressive, right? <laughs> you know, he essentially blew himself up here because he knew that that would be the only way to sort of counteract Jiren's blast. That the energy from self destruction would be enough to buy Goku and Vegeta some time and get rid of that big ass Jiren blast. So he sacrificed himself. And as far as so from this point, you know, everyone's making comments about Goku saying he paid the ultimate price and that kind of stuff. And so so as we know, Android 17 is dead. Like he actually killed himself, not not just eliminated himself, but blew himself up to sort of save Goku and Vegeta in this moment. And um just in case we were wondering well what does that mean in terms of the tournament because now he's eliminated but he's dead right you know if people are killed they're going to be disqualified right by the person that killed him but well Android 17 killed himself and Grand Minister reassures us that there will be no elimination for Jiren because Jiren initiated the attack but ultimately 17 blew himself up so he's out he's out um but given the current sort of situation, I guess that was probably the best thing to do. Because had he not done that, the, all three of them would have been wiped out, right? They have all would have been knocked out of the ring. <laughs> 17 would have been out, and then we would have been left with Frieza, who's unconscious. So 17 did what he, what he had to do with the last moment there, and he kind of uh, blew himself up for the sake of the, the team here now. So, whew, man, we get little moment from 18 she's kind of feeling it vegeta and goku are like oh no why did you do that vegeta just says um jiren i hope you're ready because i'm going to knock the hell out of you which i just loved and uh that's where it ends man this episode ends with a casualty with universe 7 you know not just someone being knocked out of the ring but being knocked out of existence because 17 is no more you know, and, unless there's some weird twist here that they just aren't because since the episode ends on this note, it's kind of no, it's kind of hard to know for sure that he that this is what that what we're seeing is re, it's what's happening. Right. Because they could always spin it and be like, oh, no, we thought he was dead, but he's not for some reason. I don't know. But as far as we know, <laughs> 17 just blew himself up. Okay, so what did you guys think about that? Are we going to miss Android 17? What does this mean for the remain of the tower, the power? Of, oh, gosh. What was that? <laughs> the Tournament of Power? Uh, now all we've got is three fighters left. We've got Goku, Vegeta, and Frieza. Once again, you know, based on what we're supposed to believe here from the end of this episode. Uh, so what do you think about that? What are you saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. We are winding down to the very end of this podcast. We've got about four episodes left. So now if there's anything you want to say, you want to get any emails in. If you're someone who's been listening for 50 episodes but was always too afraid to send me an email, now would be a good time to send me an email. Why not? We're going out. We're going out. We'll be done pretty soon here. Once again, patreon.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. Uh, interested in keeping up with that. Now is the time to go sign up. Otherwise, it you know it may it may not last either. Okay, I can't make any promises, but I will try to do as much as I can for as long as I can. But sometimes life gets in the way of things, and I'm sure you guys understand that. Anyway, uh, that about does it. We've already talked about what are you saying, so I'm going to go ahead and sign off here, guys, and say until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast. I'm Tim Bridgewater. 
See you next time. Keep on rocking the dragon.